0: tell the truth
1: i am Um, recording now
0: oh cool yeah i mean you can't talk about israel it's we couldn't even say epstein's name or prince andrew's name or that whole affair and when we're talking about julian assange you have to realize that one of the main witnesses cgi Thorgensen, was sexually blackmailed uh, and became an fbi informant and was forced to lie and then recanted afterward He's the main witness, which was cited by the judge that they decided to uh, keep him in jail for, and then ultimately for extradition. But then went against that because of health reasons or whatever. But the main witness in the case is a known liar, and it fits into this map. This guy was soliciting homosexual uh, activities from uh, teenage boys. He himself a teenager, but over 18 at least But he was, you know, flirting around with high school kids, very easy to compromise this person. The FBI got him. And they used him to turn on Julian Assange. And yes, and he was a hacker and all that. And I was going to explain specifically uh, some of the accusations about the bank in Iceland and all this, but it could even go there, but it would have been a great bridge because here we have again. Uh, sexual blackmail being used to compromise people in order to make bogus charges against whistleblowers and censor the internet and you know sanitize crimes done by governments and this is why there's zero interest from state media in the Epstein case or Julian Assange's case. The only media they did give was to add the smear of the rape charges from Sweden and we weren't allowed to say that because you can't even say rape on YouTube uh, they gave some coverage of that and some crap about uh, the DNC or whatever from the Barney Bros. And that's all. And he asked me about how did, when did I know about Assange? I was going to talk about working for Sibel Edmonds, ex, you know, basically the chastised FBI translator who had se- secrets privilege enacted on her and a gag order and that whole story. But I'm like, nope, can't go there either because this is YouTube. And yeah. <laughs> you just can't do it. It's so frustrating to have all this information and nowhere to really put it. Yeah, you could talk about it on Telegram or BK or whatever, but the um the people like y'all listen out, y'all know this stuff. But where the the masses are or whatever, let's not kid ourselves, it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's YouTube. It's where the millions are. It's just like today, Politico, which got like every single poll wrong in 2016 and 2020, they finally, what, what is it, September 23rd, 2nd, whatever, for just now, 2021, verified to Hunter Biden's emails on those stinky laptops, plural, are real. Okay. What are you, you gonna verify the moon exists? I mean, thank you for telling us something we already knew. They'd focused so long on like whether or not the laptop was real. First of all, it's not a laptop; it's three laptops. He didn't lose just one. But the first one that was commandeered from the shop in Delaware in 2019, December of 2019, that Christopher Ray sat on for a year and a half and did nothing with, is the one they're talking about. And yes, the emails where he's saying 10% for the big guy. All of that's real. And, you know, it went out on BitChute at the time. I posted it. Other people posted it. All these nasty pictures of himself with hookers and crack, cocaine, and meth, and all drugs and whatnot, all over his laptop. But the dirty business dealings and the emails are all in there. And it's not just him being a racist ass clown and, and objectifying women and nearly killing himself a couple times in drugs and working with mobsters in Vegas and all that. It's the white collar crimes because he's the now is the president's son, but he's the vice president's son. He was a senator's son. And they he and Biden's brothers got fat contracts in Iraq. Of course, he had a no show job in Ukraine. And Biden's also on tape there, not only from the kind of infamous clip from the CFR meeting where he's admitting and laughing about the whole thing, but also from the anti-corruption agency in re- Ukraine, which translated it all into English. Um, and then has the authentic English calls from Biden to Poroshenko, Uh That was released in like May of 2019. Doesn't matter. There was a coup there. Miss FDU Victoria Newland, Robert Kagan's wife, PNAC Plotter, architect for Warren Rock. Same people, no consequences. So Politico finally authenticates. Like, look, a left-wing source is admitting that Hunter's emails are real. Wow. Just now. Just now you have uh one of Hillary Clinton's henchmen. Uh Michael Sussman getting in trouble for essentially being paid to create uh, a portion of the Russiagate hoax saying Trump was tied to alpha bank and the Russian whatever just now four years of bullshit pounding that that campaign to shackle it the entire time he was president and, and then it's you know 10 months after they're finally Give me just one tiny kernel of truth to that story. But you won't hear from Rachel Maddow. She is an obedient, serial liar. Unlike uh, people like Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo or just a couple ass clown idiots, she knows better and just does it anyway. Uh, Her and Chris Hayes were the biggest... Uh, megaphones for the Russiagate bullshit in existence. And they're still pushing it. They'll never die. Just lie all the way to the grave, never tell the truth. That's their strategy. And they get millions of dollars for it.
1: Uh, Yeah, and it should be noted that uh, like, for uh, Merrick Garland
2: to uh, indict or or charge uh, Sussman that means uh, what he did was so egregious that even they couldn't ignore it. This is
1: Biden's man at the uh, Justice Department.
0: Well, did you hear the hearing where Christopher Ray is getting grilled about this by the Senate?
2: Senator Carper, uh, Senator Johnson, you're recognized for your questions.
1: Director Ray, have you read the Michael Sussman indictment?
2: Uh, I've had a chance to glance at it, but I haven't had time yet uh, to read through it. I
1: I would suggest you and everybody else read that, because it really does lay out exactly what happened to create this political turmoil for two or three, four years, really, during the Trump administration. It lays out how the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for uh, through Michael Sussman, uh, completely false allegations that uh, Trump uh, was cooperating with the Alpha Bank, uh, planted that story, had an audience with James Baker, FBI, so that the FBI would open up an investigation, uh, so that they could report that news. Same exact uh, dyama- dynamic in terms of the false steel dossier that also was contained Russian disinformation, which the FBI knew about is certainly is no later than uh, January 2017. Uh, you, you worked at the Justice Department, as did Michael Sussman. Did you did you know Michael Sussman?
2: Uh, to my knowledge, I've never met the man.
1: But do you know? You, did you know him by reputation?
2: Uh, not particularly.
1: No. Okay. What do you think uh, James Baker knew Michael Sussman?
2: I, I really can't speak to whom James okay. Baker knew. Do you me.
1: think it's credible that James Bacon, James Comey, uh, J- uh, Andrew McCabe, Lisa Struck, P- Peter Struck, Lisa Page, these individuals had no idea who Michael Sussman was and who his clients might be?
2: Uh, Senator, I certainly understand why you're asking the question, but given that, but. If I could just finish, given that this is a an ongoing criminal case being brought by the special counsel with whom we are actively cooperating, okay. I want to make sure that's, I don't... That's
1: fine, I won't get an answer, yeah. but let me just make the, the final point here. So either the FBI was completely clueless or corrupt, but they didn't check into whether Michael Sussman might have been working for the Hillary Clinton campaign before they opened up the investigation to lead to the press, which put this nation through three, four years of political... Turmoil. There needs to be a political accountability. And I hope John Durham has a whole lot more that he's going to be revealing because I got vi- virtually nothing out of you based on subpoenas. Um, in, I mean, it was interesting listening to uh, your exchange with uh, uh, Senator Paul. Uh, you said it was unacceptable what happened, but that, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But you were confirmed in August of uh, 2017. In February 2018, the Senate Intel Committee was briefed by Bill Priestap. And the bottom line of that is Bill Priestap of the FBI continued to say the Steele dossier was credible, even though the FBI knew in, the, in January 2017 that it contained Russian disinformation. Now, that was under your watch.
2: Do you have an explanation on that? Senator, as I said, we've been working very closely with Special Counsel Durham, and I want to be careful not to start okay. talking about things that may be with. Okay,
1: that's fine. So another non-response. Um, in February 2020, senior Democrats produced a false intelligence product, had it classified, leaked it to the press, accusing Senator Grassley and I of uh, soliciting Russian disinformation, disseminating it completely false. But I can't tell you how many news stories were written about that. Fast forward to August of 2020. By the way, I held a hearing on Russian disinformation as part of my Foreign Relations Committee uh, responsibilities in 2015. I'm well aware of the problem of Russian disinformation. So I didn't need a briefing that the FBI requested to give me. So I, I didn't ask for this briefing in August 2020. When I went to the briefing, there was absolutely no relevant information. It was a completely BS hearing. And I asked the briefers, who directed you to give me that briefing? And all they could say, well, it was interagency. Well, you know, there are people in the interagencies. I wrote a letter immediately asking, first of all, what was the the backing, backup material for the briefing? I asked who directed it. Um, I knew it was a setup. I knew it would be used just like the the false intel product was used previously. So I wasn't happy. And of course, then lo and behold, in late April, early May, it was leaked. That briefing was leaked to the Washington Post, again, accusing me of, you know, disseminating Russian disinformation. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's false. So I got a number of questions which remain unanswered. I sent you a similar letter. What backed up the August briefing? Who directed that briefing? To this day, I have gotten no response. Now, how, how is it so difficult to respond? By the way, Senator Grassley, former president pro tem of the Senate, former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, is asking the same questions. Why is it that we can't meet with you? Why is it that you will not provide us that basic information of who directed a briefing to two US senators that was then leaked for political purposes, used against us, false. Why won't you answer that very basic question?
2: So, Senator, uh, I want to be a little bit careful of what I can say... Oh, I can imagine you want to be
1: careful, yeah. Yep. Go ahead.
2: I want to be a little bit careful about what I can say in this kind of setting, uh, about getting into specifics. I understand this is an important topic to you. Before we deliver a defensive briefing like the one that you're describing here, we follow a standard, defined process that involves interagency discussion, deliberative process, to figure out whether a defensive briefing is even warranted. Just to take a step back, though, because it's important, the entire purpose of defensive briefings to an individual
1: is designed... listen, listen, you're just describing a process, and I understand the process, great. The process obviously broke down. There are all kinds of processes putting in uh, safeguards in the FISA court that were obviously violated in that corrupt investigation. So again, I'm just asking the simple question, why won't you tell me in detail who's engaged in that process? But I'm not going to get, so I'm asking you to provide that answer, I'm I'm asking you to give me a briefing, meet with me and Senator Grassley. We deserve to know the answers, quite honestly, the American people deserve to know the answers. Secretary Mayorkas, real quick, in my 30 seconds left, you said you've gotten some numbers on the border. Are you uh, willing to finally share them? Like, for example, like out of the 1.3 million people that have been apprehended, again, I get the complications, there have been multiple arrests, the same individual, fine. So the relevant piece of information would be how many people have you dispersed in America out of those 1.3 million people? How many people have been in, released in the, into the interior either with a notice to appear, or even worse, a notice to report? And again, you have to live in a fantasy world to think that they're gonna report, but go ahead. How many people have been released?
0: Uh, uh, Senator, uh, I apologize. I do not have that data. I was reciting the data of encounters, apprehensions, use of Title 42, and use of Title 8 expedited removal. I will provide the data you have requested. I do not have it at my disposal. Okay,
1: I'll, I'll be expecting that information very soon. Okay, thank you.
2: Senator Johnson. No, uh, Senator Langford, you're recognized. For-
0: From, uh, not Grassman, but uh, Johnson. And know. They, you know, they're asking, why don't you answer these questions? And he just dodged everything. Like, did you know him? Oh, I do love him. Uh, okay. Do you think uh, Comey knew him? Do you think, just went down the list. Chris Ray just plays, oh, I don't know. I can't answer at this time. All that, you know, typical legalese BS. The FBI is spending its time. Demonizing the Proud Boys or something, or you know, freezing funds from YouTube influencers or ex YouTube influencers that's what they're wasting their time on, and they're not going after these criminals from the Clinton campaign and the Biden campaign. Of course, Chris Ray made 21 million dollars off the uh Kirkland and Ellis portion of the Rosemont Sibnef, or better known as Gazprom now, deal. That's who's working with the Russians for real. Or well, the mayor of Moscow sending so much money to Biden. That's who's actually in cahoots and collusion with the Russians. By Russians, it ain't Putin. It's these oligarchs, mafia, when you really zoom in on Russian, ring the bell. They're always guilty of what they're accusing someone else of. I mean, if you look specifically at what they tried to impeach Donald Trump for, one of the times it was a phone call to Ukraine. The whole Michael Flynn fiasco, where Netanyahu had Kushner get Flynn to call on behalf of trying to get a Security Council vote against the condemnation of Israeli settlements. And who cares if the UN condemns it or not? Israel's just going to ignore it. Okay, you UN said it's wrong. All right, so. It's still going to have settlements. So, okay. what are you going to take your money out of Israel? No, you're not going to do anything. But that's what that was about. And the, the next one was, well, you had a phone call in Ukraine. Quid pro quo. That was quid pro quo, quid pro quo every day. And again, Matt Allen and the rest of the hacks went nuts with this. But Biden was guilty of that exact thing, firing a prosecutor looking into Brisma and hand-selecting two prime ministers in a row. They chose Poroshenko. They chose Yasnik When the coup was started, the chocolatier, the billionaire chocolatier, came in. We call him Porky. That's, you know, Satan is a title in Hebrew. It means the accuser. And there's a specific type of lie with this sort of personality type that's been known since ancient times. And there's that old moinker screaming pain as they beat you. But what they do is accuse everyone else of what they're actually doing. Why they do that? Like, why not just make up some original lie? It's not how they operate. They, there's something in the pathology or whatever that they why of like i don't know removing guilt off themselves is to say oh that's not me doing this that's them and so when you see this stuff when people is really pontificating about uh women's rights or racism or whatever like the you know Cindy seemed to go on endlessly on about that's their own prejudice that they're hiding oh a kid a covington kid had a hat on on the stairs. He, he just thinks he's better than these uppity colored people. No, that's you. I saw a guy on a horse with a rein in his hand. Like, yeah, you steer horses with reins. He was whipping Haitians. Why? Because that fits my narrative. It makes me feel good about myself if I can condemn cowboys whipping black Haitians. It didn't happen. And that doesn't seem to matter. It's just. Their, their entire reality, and they're not just like saying this to push an agenda. They believe it. They really were incensed and had all this indignant rage. And because in their mind, they're still fighting the Civil War, which to them is, you know, ending slavery, which is a crock. But it's the holier than thou attitude. You're lesser than thou, and I must help you. And they think everybody else thinks the way they did or the way they used to. It's just like the unabomber said, like the the lady that's out there going crazy saying a woman can do everything a man can do. Must be in doubt. That that is true. I mean, who who runs around saying left handed people can do anything right handed people can do. You don't need to. It's self-evident, right? If you really think that. What, when you're hell bent on trying to prove something, you're usually trying to prove it to yourself as much as you are to someone else.